Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here. December 31st, 2023. The last day of the year 2023. Uh, I hope that this day finds you well. I hope that you had a productive year. You know, the older I get, the less the changing of the years seems that important. Uh, they just go by so fast. <clears throat> I'm you know, coming up, I'm 58 years old. And so, you know, I'm on, I'm on the sort of gratifying side of life, let me put it that way. And uh, the older I get, the, the less things really matter. But, you know, New Year's is a kind of a cool thing. It's, it's a sort of new start for people, and that's always good to have a new start. So I hope this day finds you well. <clears throat> I hope that uh, uh, you have safe plans for tonight. You will forgive me. Uh, I am waiting for one of our dogs to come in from the outside. It's pretty cold out, but he's got a big ham bone out there that I gave him last week, as a matter of fact, a week ago that he has buried and dug up and chewed and buried and dug up. So um, <clears throat> it's about 25 degrees outside, and he's been out there for a good 40 minutes with that bone, so I'm waiting to uh, bring him in. I want to talk today <clears throat> about the subconscious way that we acquire false self. It's an important thing to understand. Matter of fact, it might be fundamental to spiritual growth to first understand that we are living, we have learned to be ego, we are living out of ego, that the collective human experience for the most part <clears throat> is a experience of, of egocentric false understandings of what it means to be ourselves and collectively what it means to be human. Uh, and we acquire that identity, that ego identity. And I'm, I'm using the word ego sort of in a negative connotation. I mean, what I mean by ego is we, <clears throat> we acquire and live out of false understandings of ourselves, false, false notions of who we are. And because for the most part, human beings don't really ever grow out of that. Uh, the structures that we put in place as reality are often a reflection of that false understanding of what it means to be human. So, we acquire that false identity by all sorts of ways. My parents taught me to be a certain way. My mom taught me to be one way. My dad taught me to be another. My grandparents had a huge influence on me. Uh, my siblings. Uh, the religions that my mother and my grandmother uh, proposed to me as reality had a huge influence on me. Uh, the religion and the institutionalization that I acquired as an adult was part of my formation. And so we, <clears throat> we end up with this sort of false persona. We end up with a false persona of, 
a mask, if you will, a, a, a false self that identifies with these institutions, these individuals, our family, our politics, our nationality, our race, etc., etc. If you want to know where things like racism come from, that's it. <clears throat> it's a false notion of what it means to be human perpetuated by other people's false notions of what it means to be human. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that sounds simple, but man, it took me a long time to understand that in some deep and profound way. I'm going to get a drink here. <clears throat> Having a little trouble with the dryness of the air. Um, <clears throat> so, there's all sorts of ways in which we acquire a false self. Uh, from our first breath to you know, when we woke up this morning. There's all sorts of programming that is being put into us. Now, the more spiritually aware you become, I believe, the more you're able to block some of that out. I'll talk about that in some other podcast. What I want to talk about today specifically is the idea that the things that we hate, the things that we are against, the things that we deem as uh, evil or bad, that when we do that, when we identify something outside of us as, as wrong, we have to be very careful because what happens is that we become so entrenched and against something that that something that we're against actually forms a part of our false identity. And that's a tough thing, folks. That's a sort of complex thing to talk about. That is to say, the thing that we often stand against, if we develop a hatred, a disdain, if we demonize these things, that thing actually forms your identity. <clears throat> now, you know, you're always going to hear my little caveats here. There are some things we should stand against, right? There are real injustices in the world. Kids go hungry. Uh, <laughs> you know, poverty, starvation, racism. We can never say these things are good. However, when we are steeped in the false reality and we don't know that the reason people act that way is because they're steeped in the false reality and we demonize them, then what happens is that demonization of the other becomes a part of our identity in a very deep and destructive way. I'm convinced that when Jesus said, love your enemy, that this is what he's trying to deal with. He, I don't think Jesus was saying, you know, let your enemy do whatever they want. I mean, after all, <clears throat> the story of him going into the temple and turning over tables, you know, I think there's a time to stand up for justice. But he seemed to know, and I think others have seemed to figure this out, 
that if we develop a sincere hatred um, without an appreciation of why people act the way they act, that what that does is that hatred solidifies within us as a part of our identity. Uh, Let me give you the most clear example right now. It's December 31st, 2023. Terrible war going on in Israel and Gaza. I don't know what what it'll mean a year from now, uh, but there's this awful war that has roots in a long history of hatred. Political, race, the whole thing. And people have people have formed their national consciousness, their individual consciousness, their individual awareness, their national awareness around the hatred of the other. And so that hatred becomes a part of how these people function with each other. And so there's perpetual war. Perpetual war. Perpetual hate. And it's true not just in Israel and Gaza, but in in the world. It's true within families. It's true within all kinds of places. That when we determine someone else's worth is less than ours, that determination forms part of our false identity. Now, I'm going to tell you, I struggle with this. Uh, I have to be honest. I watch the news and I become infuriated at the behavior of some politicians because it's so, so demonstrably part of the false reality that I become frustrated. But I have to remember that these political figures are just a reflection of how we collectively live out of a false reality. Don't care, you know, what side of the spectrum someone may be on, the people who represent us, as scary as this sounds, are really uh, a reflection of who we are. And when I feel that sort of tension and hatred begin to well up in me, I have to remember that. I have to remember the bigger picture. Because if I let that hatred go too far, uh, it really begins to affect me. And, and I still struggle with this, folks. I, um, I will be, I will get really pissed at the sign, at, at, the, at a political sign that represents uh, this idea of hatred and division and derision. Because it's like, it, to me, it's like watching a train wreck happen. But I have to remember, I have to remember that the reason that sign is in that person's yard is because they have no clue, right? They have been programmed. The person that sign represents has no clue. Now, you don't excuse behavior, but there's a reason for the behavior. And if I forget that, uh, I end up in this cycle of, of anxiety and just being pissed, just being mad all the time, which is no way to live, man. And so we have to be very cautious to not let 
the things that we are against form who we are. We can be against them, but we can't let them own us because that just solidifies further a false notion of self. And look, the spiritual journey is enough work as it is. We don't need to keep piling on hatred and and judgment. And you know, we, we we've got to we've got to make decisions. We've got to judge right from wrong. You've heard me talk about that. But what we can't do, what we cannot do, is own that disgust or that hatred so deeply that it defines who we are. And I will tell you that the world is full of this. Matter of fact, it may be one of the central tenets of the false reality that if we can keep hatred and division alive, then somehow our institutions stay alive. You know, our, I mean, think about politics, right? How you gain power and control is by demonizing the other. But here's the problem. You can hear our puppy play in the background here. Here's our problem. That when we demonize the other, in some way, we demonize ourselves. And that demonization forms within us a, another persona, another barrier to our true self. Anyway, there you have it. Uh, may the oncoming, upcoming year be less filled with hatred. I know it's going to be tough because there's a lot of stuff facing us this year. But remember, my friends, when you give the thing that you hate that power, it forms who you are. And you become just like that thing. Anyway, there you have it. I'll talk to you. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow morning. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.